Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WIP Morning Show on this fine Wednesday morning, the 28th of December. Yes, the final Wednesday in the calendar year, a mere days away, hours away, if you want to put it that way, uh, till we enter 2023. Now, it is the WIP Morning Show. It doesn't sound exactly the same as it normally would. It's a Wednesday. That means Angela's not going to be here. Al Morgani is also chosen to take the day off. Therefore, I, John Johnson, will be filling in the void, I suppose, for two of them. To my right, your left, the one and only Marcus Hayes. Good morning, how, how Marcus. Do you, how do you know it's their left? Well, if, if we're on the stage and, television and they're in the audience, Have you noticed you're on their left. Time, every time we, uh, we begin the show and Francisco's producing, right? He uh, the, the, the lead-in song is You're a Loser, Baby. Yes, I know. I'm trying to ignore that at this moment in time. It appears to be – it's not coincidence anymore. No, it is no longer coincidence. And Francisco is a music connoisseur, so he's well aware of well, the yeah, from, you know, collection of Beck. From 2015 on, yeah. Oh, no, he's, he's got an encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge I leave now. of everything Taylor Swift's ever done. Well, Marcus Hayes is here. I'm here. In for Joe Wechter is Francisco Rojas, so you may hear all the time uh, producing the fastest-growing overnight show. We also have Nick who, Capola. Who, 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 who is the usual host of that overnight show? It would be me. Oh. But, you know, right now I'm uh, in with the morning show. So it's a, it's a back and forth thing. But, but So are there, like, how do you know it's the fastest? Uh, it's the fastest growing overnight show in the country, if you didn't know this already, Marcus. I, I keep hearing that, but I see no proof. The numbers dictate it. Right. What, I don't what, have the numbers in front of me right now. Oh. And, you know, it's, it's been the, fluctuating because uh, I'm not there every the night. imaginary right numbers? No, no, no. They're legit numbers. Are it's they? the fastest growing overnight show. I guess they're from global at, audience, Marcus. If you're at zero, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> and we're <laughs> off and running. Good morning, everybody. Uh, so we have a lot we're going to get into today. You heard about the roster changes. I'll be with the morning show the rest of the week. Angelo is in tomorrow, and then I'll leave the show on Friday. We have a lot to get into this morning. No Ross Tucker. Uh, no worries. You know, Ross, you know, who works 364 days a year, said, hey, John, you know, I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to take off tomorrow. I said, Ross, you know, I mean, come on. You work 364. You can't work 365. He said Marcus is on? Uh, maybe I'm that's out. that's what it is. He said, who are you with, Marcus? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm taking off. That's so right. no Ross Tucker on this Wednesday, but don't worry about it. Our conversations over the next few hours will be entertaining. They, they will probably become – uh, argumentative is that a, is that a word? That's a word, right? I, I, I just made content, it a word. Contentious, I think. Is contentious and intense, and, and it would certainly describe it. Perhaps lovable. Well, we have a superb uh, list of guests that will be joining us along the way at the top of the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we'll be joined by Dave Zingaro, covers the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Pick his brain about all things birds, and the top of the nine o'clock hour. Covering the Philadelphia 76ers, Derek Bodner. Sixers fell last night, looked like hot garbage in the first half and in the final minutes, but they were on a winning streak. But really what I want to talk to Derek about is a rumor that came out in the middle of a Christmas Day game which says James Harden may not want to be here more than a couple more months. So we got to get to the bottom of that and who gave Adrian Wojnarowski that information to put out because it's just, the timing just is horrible. Horrible. For everybody except... 
Adrian Wardowski. Everything except Woj. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But, Marcus, uh, we begin this morning's show. Oh, and it's a prize wheel Wednesday. We have the prize wheel, which I'll get into the topic. Can I spin it today? Would you like to spin the wheel today? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, John, do it, you want disaster? It's It's weird. By the way, we uh, I've been trying to adjust it because You've there been is a horrible. Like we've gone down yes, a record number of Keith Jones signed autographed hockey. I have or... to check if this is a weighted uh, wheel uh, because you're right. I, we've handed out far too many consolation Keith Jones autographed cards, which uh, I'm sorry to say have no monetary value. Dwindling than... all the time as the market is flooded with them. Absolutely. So uh, we will have the prize. Well, I'll, I'll certainly, maybe I'll hand the wheel over to Marcus during the commercial break. I'll get into the prize topic in just a Me moment. Me Jesus taking the wheel. If you want to get in line to spin on the wheel, I guarantee you, uh, you will have an answer to this prize topic. I try to make it as simplistic as possible. I love doing the wheel. Um, we begin this morning's show with concern. Concern about the mindset of this very football team in this town and perhaps a percentage of fans. Now, there is something going on that is far more concerning than just a loss to the Cowboys. Uh, first of all, all those who said, ah, well, who cares if they lose? It's no big deal. Um, how do you feel now that you lost arguably your best player for probably the remainder of the season in Lane Johnson and lost a really good corner in Avante Maddox for an undisclosed amount of time? Could be the rest of the season as well. And as a result, we are now going to rely on the coaching staff who was in complete denial yesterday to figure it all out. Marcus, what I, I'll just come out and say it. I fear the Eagles have already peaked. And what we watched on Christmas Eve was a warning sign. I, I have no gripes about the town on this roster. We know how, to, just top to bottom, how stacked they are. The case in point to support my case that I fear the Eagles have already peaked, words spoken by the head coach and the defensive coordinator. Now, yesterday, Tuesday, Angelo was really upset at the Eagles' offense, uh, you know, ignoring Dallas Goddard in the final 28 minutes of the game, which I had no idea it was, it was the final 28 minutes. That is something to certainly take note of. Going to Quez Watkins far too much, and that all legit concerns. I, I had no gripes with that whatsoever. I kind of expected more Quez Watkins only because of the backup quarterback and the rapport that those two guys have together, that he'd be looking for him because of the, the comfortability. Doesn't mean it's the right decision to make. Um, but although it would have been nice to have the coach tell him, hey, look, stop looking for Quez. My concern, and I, I'm telling you, you're going to agree with me in a moment, is the defense. Yeah, I could look at the box score and say, they gave up 40 points, 40 points to a good Dallas team. I was uh, upset at the time. Now I'm mad because of what was said by the coaching staff about that defensive performance, some of which on these very airwaves. So the head coach, Nick Sirianni, on the morning show yesterday, we got into the conversation of the zone defense. Marcus, I'm sure you're aware of this stat that's gone viral and everybody's spoken about it, how Dak Prescott – 24 for 24. I mean, literally all his damage. 300. Was, it's, a, it's a really easy stat to remember because of the perfect. round numbers. Two dozen, 300. Perfect. 24 for 24, 300 yards, two touchdowns. No adjustments in the first half by the defense. Minimal in the second half. Uh, that's kind of a big deal, right? Sirianni, yesterday with Angelo, was asked about the zone defense. Listen. So the 
So he's basically saying there's more than one version than just the basic word, four letters, zone. Everybody needs to calm down a little bit. It's not like we didn't make any adjustments there. But Sirianni wasn't done. This is where he lost me, Marcus. So this. Go ahead. No, you play. Go ahead. This is where I, I lost Sirianni. Is not a fair assessment. Again, like, and in, in, in the an- other answer is just don't play man every single play because if you play man, every, we played against teams that played man every single play, and you just you know exactly what to do to call to beat them. Like, th- there's a lot different issues more so than just the call of hey that it was zone because again. All zones look different. So he was just at Marcus. He just said that it wasn't necessarily zone, even though all these people are painting it as 24-24 versus stone. Some of it was man. Well, I, Marcus, when I, I looked at it, um, it was zone in my eyes. I'm no expert. But those whose job it is, those yes. whose job it is to say, all right, this was a zone here, zone here. And then let's put our uh, stat, stats together, the deep stats, which now every league loves, um, why is he in denial about this? I'm not sure he said they weren't zones. I'm, I think he said that. He said we don't know what we're looking at. I, I, I'm, I'm still talking. Is that not what he said? I'm still talking. Are you done? No. Come on, let's go, Marcus. Okay. I'm not sure he said we didn't play zone those 24 times. I think he said we played different versions of zone, and th- some of those versions of zone have man-to-man elements, so we don't consider them to be the type of zone that you might think it is. That said, if it's a zone, it's a zone. If, if the player doesn't <laughs> follow, if Darius Slay doesn't follow C.D. Lamb all the way across the field and down the field, it's a zone. Yes. Okay? So I'm frustrated at doc speak. And if you remember two years ago, Doc Rivers was very, very adamant in insulting us over and over again because we were we didn't know what we were looking at. We didn't know that Ben Simmons was a liability on the court. He was right. We were wrong. In this instance, regardless of the type of zone it is, it's still a zone. And I think what you're getting at is if you're spending $10 million on one side of the field on a cornerback and you're spending $11 million or $12 million on the other side with your other starting quarterback, one's going to the Pro Bowl, the other one probably should, and each of them are in the top eight in pass coverage ability, according to Pro Football Focus, Mm -hmm. maybe you should not play zone hardly at all. If you're playing it 24 times – that's almost half the time. Yes. So why are you playing zone with these talents on the sides? Well, having said all that, and you put it so eloquently, eloquently, it was more of a PG version of Doc Rivers. <laughs> Doc Rivers just say, you guys don't know what you're talking about. How dare you? Where Nick Sirianni was trying to dance around it, but at the same time saying it, that you guys don't know what you're looking at. That wasn't zone defense. I, no, I think he was just trying to, to muddy the waters. He was, I th- I, I He's think trying to was, dilute it. Right. Exactly. He was, well, I think he was trying to say, listen. It was zone, but it wasn't the same zone. It wasn't like and, – and honestly, you know, to his credit, to be fair, I think what he's saying is it was a more complex puzzle to solve for Dak than you were, you're giving him credit. Oh, oh, complex. 24 for 24. That's, that's pretty complex oh, you're showing da- right the there. The other thing about Dak is the more you diminish Dak in radio shows like this or in columns like mine, mm-hmm. the worse it looks when he's effective against good teams. Dak is a good quarterback. Oh, I won't deny that he's not a good quarterback, but he's not 24 for 24 unless yes, yes there's is. a scheme issue going on here. Or, or and again, I don't know how granular you want to get, 
but this is as granular as it gets. Yeah, okay? that was, and this this leads to my overarching viewpoint that I'm concerned. Times, how many how many times have we mentioned Kayvon Wallace today? Uh, not once. How many times have we mentioned him this week? Uh, not not uh, I don't believe a single time. How many snaps did he play against Dallas? How many did he play? I don't know. Five. He played five. Five snaps. Okay. Okay. How'd that pan out? Well, here's the thing. Josiah Scott mm-hmm. played a lot more, especially in in, in uh, relief of of Ante Maddox. But in that situation, he was the deep man, right? Yeah. In the, in the third and thirty, that should be Kayvon Wallace. Kayvon Wallace is hurt. He he has a hip injury. Okay. He played five snaps. So, again, pretty granular. Mm-hmm. The third string safety wasn't available for most of the game. Your f- best safety, your st- your number one safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, is, remains injured with a lacerated kidney. Yeah. So you've got your fourth-round pick, who is really the backup safety, not play. He played 41% of the snaps in the two previous games. Yeah. That's his cover right there. He mm-hmm. wasn't there. He wasn't available. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty granular, right? For me, it's always been about personnel. If Jonathan Gannon has the kind of personnel he needs to give the defensive line enough time to get to the quarterback, his defense is functional. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And in that instance, Dak had all the time in the world mm-hmm. and the safety field. We are not having this conversation if they don't convert third and 30. They don't convert third and 30 if Kevin Wallace is on a field. Oh, yeah, and part of that thir- uh, the three of uh, uh, third and 30 was 24 for 24. Now, Nick, Nick, can you at least – are you at least concerned that the defense gave up 40 points? Ah. Ah. Oh, yeah, I, I know. You're, go- you're not going to throw your coordinator on the bus. I don't expect you to, but at least say we gave up 40. It's not acceptable. Adjustments need to be made. Don't give me the whole, oh, well, you know, you guys don't know what you're looking at. That's not zone. There's a lot of man coverage there, and there's different versions of zone. You guys, all you guys, everybody outside of this organization doesn't know what they're talking about. All right, well, I can't wait now because Tuesday is coordinator day, Marcus. I can't wait for Jonathan Gannon to step to that podium. I am curious what he has to say. What he had to say. Uh, well, I'm, I'm past ten. I'm, oh, like, I'm in the moment at the time. I see. I, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think it was like twelve fifteen. You've gone back to the future. I've right? gone the same but different. Yes. yes. I'm going back to Tuesday <laughs> afternoon lunchtime, and here comes Jonathan Gann stepping to the podium. Um, I, I got to know. I mean, Dak was twenty four for twenty four, three hundred yards, two touchdowns against the zone defense. Jonathan, what happened? We're a defense that does multiple things to defend people. There's always going to be elements of what looks like zone when we're playing zone. When it looks like zone, we're playing man. When it looks like man, we're playing zone to one side and man to another side. I think that's pretty common around the league. Some guys live in the world of man or pure zone, which that's a way you can go. But ultimately, it doesn't matter, in my opinion, what calls are being called. you got to teach it and coach it the right way. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was... Nick Sirianni, two hours later, that was uh, it wasn't necessarily zone. Con- at, least different... at least they're consistent. You're right. They're they're powwowing together and saying this is our storyline. Let's stick or to it. Or they're telling the truth. 
Are they telling the well, Marcus? I said, or they're telling the truth. All right. Well, in your opinion, Marcus, are, are they just unwilling to admit fault and adjustments need to be made, no, or th- are we seeing things incorrectly? I think I think the answer is C. They don't have the personnel to do the things that they have to do at this point. They were given the world by Howie Roseman. No, they weren't. They won an app. So you're telling me anything short of a perfect roster? This coaching staff isn't good enough to make it work? Well, no, we, we just went through. They're missing three of their top. Josiah Scott's played a ton of downs this season. Avante Maddox is always injured, Josiah unfortunately. Scott's a special teamer. I agree. He's here to no, be no, a special he's, teamer. He's not as talented as Avante Maddox. I won't deny but that. But they're missing three of their top five defensive backs. Uh-huh. Reed Blankenship is not supposed to be playing. Okay. Okay, so uh, So 40 again, points is I, a I result know, of these I don't couple know many players teams who can lose 3 of their top 5 defensive backs and and still produce and uh, not even produce but be as be as uh proficient. Like get it get their bodies in the right places. Yeah. You can't lose what is that 60% of your frontline defensive backfield and expect them to execute the way they're supposed to execute. And that's what we're talking about. The, the Josiah Scott was put in a position he's not comfortable being put in. He made the wrong play. He even committed pass interference on the play, Mm -hmm. right? So that's not what they coached him to do. He made a mistake. He failed in his assignment. His assignment wasn't flawed. Had he been in the right position, that's probably intercepted. When Dak threw that football, I was talking to Rob Cherry about this um, on Monday. When Dak threw that football, it was like a punt. It was like I'm throwing it to my number three receiver mm-hmm. against their number one cornerback. I'm throwing it 50 to 60 yards down the field, and if it's intercepted, who cares? It's as good as a punt. It's third and 30. What do I have to lose? And it should have been intercepted. It certainly should not have been completed, but it should have been intercepted. Scott started out at the wrong spot and ran to the wrong spot, got there late, interfered, and T.Y. Hilton made a catch. One third, you know, Third and 30 is egregious. But 24 of 24 tells an even bigger story here. And, Marcus, in my they opinion. It would have been 23 of 24 if you broke it right. up. <laughs> and it still would have been a problem because, in, in my opinion, this coaching staff's in denial. There, there are, those, are, uh, those who have never grown attached to Jonathan Gannon, hearing what he just said, I mean, this gives you like all the motivation and all the, the narratives you want to drive that against good quarterbacks, his scheme isn't that good. And he's unable to adjust, uh, you know, properly and with enough time remaining in order to come out on top. It goes to show you can have all the talent in the world. And, yes, there are injuries. Every team deals with injuries at this point in the season. But scheme is everything. Adjustments are everything, which comes down to coaching. They, at some point, they are going to face Dallas in the playoffs. If the Eagles wrap up that number one seed in the first two games, they're going to face Dallas in the divisional round of the playoffs. Marcus, you know this is going to happen. I, I don't know that. No. Sure you do. It's I, going to happen. I, I don't I don't know that. That that might happen, but I don't know it's going to happen. Okay, all right. You don't have a crystal ball to tell me 100% certainty. Thank you so much. I, but there's I, a high probability of it's going it's going to happen. Uh, is that is that accurate? Like what if San Francisco makes the play? Aren't they much more likely to face Dallas before the Eagles do? I think if if the, if it plays out the way everything is set up at this moment in time. Right. Uh the Eagles would end up playing the winner of I think it would end up being I think they may end up playing Dallas in the division round, assuming Dallas it would be Dallas and Tampa Bay. Okay, I think is how the first round would play out. Okay, then again the NFC South. Well, that's a conversation for the whole of the day, ladies and gentlemen. The question I have for you: Are you concerned at all that the Eagles have already peaked, Marcus? I looked this up. I couldn't believe it was factual. I triple checked it. Did you know the who the the team that goes undefeated the longest to start a regular season? Would you like to know the last time that team went on to win a Super Bowl? 
the team that goes undefeated the longest to start a season, of which case this would be the Eagles. Eagles have the best record in the NFL, and they, they had the longest uh, undefeated streak to start the season. Hmm. How about the 2017, no, the 2015 New England Patriots? 2006 Indianapolis Colts. Oh. It's been 16 years. That's hard to believe. And listen, I mean, it's only 16 years. It's not something that's never been accomplished before, but it certainly tells the tale of teams who come out guns ablaze and do spectacular in the first two months, and then for multiple, you know, a lot of reasons, you know, don't, uh, it can't finish the job, so to speak. 215-592-9494. And oh, by the way, it's a prize. Wheel Wednesday. Uh, Marcus, I thought you and I together, it's the end of the calendar year. I do something in retrospect to 2022 again, but I, I changed my mind because I happened to uh, stumble upon it's a national day and it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Chocolate candy. Marcus, it's National Chocolate Candy Day. Is that right? And I like to call myself a bit of an expert here. A uh, long time ago, I worked at a chocolate factory. Are you, is your name Charlie? It's not. It's funny. I've never heard that joke before. Oh. Ever. Ever in my life. And this is a company who, uh, you know, they manufactured chocolate for many notable companies. They're still in existence today. The Wonkas? Uh, they're not the Wonkas. That's although they didn't manufacture No, them. no. But although there is You're that Wonka like company. You're kind of like an Oompa That's not We're done here. <laughs> But I love <laughs> that was a good one. I love when we have a prize wheel. My goal is to make it impossible to have an incorrect answer. Therefore, everyone who calls in is basically going to get a spin and win a prize. It's National Chocolate Candy Day. Give us a candy with chocolate in it. It could be entirely made up of chocolate, or chocolate is an element in this candy. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I see everybody. On. I apologize. Going to run through your calls uh, on the other side. Francisco Rojas, engineering for Joseph A. Wechter this morning. Our time's six twenty-one. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.